0: Is my hair back? Like I want it to be back.
1: Yeah, it's fucking back. You look like that guy.
0: <laughs>
1: what guy? It's so offensive for me to say you look like a a another Asian man. Sorry, like Pharrell or something. No,
0: the one we've talked about from Miscongeniality. He's not Asian. He's I just know. a really good-looking dude, bro. Like, uh, he's also in Modern Family. Yeah, he also I'm dies sorry, at the end of Doctor Strange. Yeah, in the post credits. Yeah, And no, don't apologize because you're basically saying that I'm a good-looking dude. I mean, you are a very good-looking guy. Really? Oh, my God. You're going to make me cry. You (laughs) don't think so?
1: so? Um, I think there's a lot of men who are not, you know, who are not who didn't grow up like the hot guy.
0: Yeah, exactly. But That's they me. like,
1: but me, me too. But then they grow up and they grow into themselves and, and they're like, oh, wow, you're you're very strikingly good looking.
0: I think it's also because of maybe the energy of, of confidence that we may have. Like deep down inside, we're insecure, but we're also very open with our sexuality. Yeah. And we're so comfortable with it. Therefore, we are... Beautiful. Kind of like Jack Harlow.
1: Yeah. I don't, it's like I'm, yeah, I have insecurities, but I'm not insecure about like, about like the way I look. I don't even think about the way I look.
0: Oh, see, I do. Oh, okay. I think about my hair. Yeah. My eyes and my teeth, but everything else I'm like, Ooh, I love my body for everything that it is. Like I can look naked in the mirror and go high five, Jonathan. And you do that a lot. Uh, no, I don't. But when I, <laughs> now, your roommate
1: told me, <laughs> yes, she that, did. That was your one condition when when uh, having someone move in with
0: you. You're like, look, I, I look. Do you have a Do you have a long mirror? Yeah. The answer is yes. Let's. But I okay. Before we begin, I do have yeah. one question. that's yeah, Very yeah. important because we haven't each seen each other for like three yeah. weeks. And this is the most important question of the podcast. Okay. There's two of them. Okay. Two questions. Okay. For, first question, yeah. first. Sorry for yeah, for peeking the mic because yeah. I was like. Very passionate about yeah, this question. Yeah. Okay. Is cereal soup? No. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? It is soup. It is It is soup. You know why it's soup? Because there's liquid. There's sabao. Understand in my culture, it's called sabao. It's like the liquid form of things. Mm-hmm. And if you put fucking soup base, a.k.a. milk, in a bowl, the stuff that goes inside of it. It's just additional soup ingredients. I'll tell you why I disagree.
1: Okay, why do you disagree? soup needs to be. Um, there needs to be a broth, and there's no broth in cereal.
0: How is milk? How is how's milk not broth?
1: Because it's just not a broth.
0: Is a thing you have can you, actually have, go
1: buy. Okay, well, tell me exactly what broth is. Broth is some sort of salty water. Don't you in in fat?
0: Okay, milk
1: comes from cows. Cows fat. But milk is its own thing. Like it's milk is by definition not a broth. Have you ever it's heard milk. of
0: Christmas soup? No. Christmas soup. The soup base is just specifically milk. It's milk with a lot of vegetables on top of it, like bell peppers and some like pasta. That's it disgusting. Dishes. Don't even talk about that. We're not mentality. talking. We're not talking about what if, are these? We're Christians not talking eating? about it. We're not even talking about if the soup is disgusting. We're talking about if cereal is soup. I just don't think it is. I because I
1: think soup has to have a salty. Either made happen- from vegetable okay, stock so what or chicken. Ha- what happens if I added some salt into the milk? No. No, some not- cereal granola is salty. It's just... It, it's milk. It's not a broth. It will never be a broth. What happens if you heat it up a little bit? Then you're a gross person. See, we're not... warm cereal.
0: <laughs> but that's cereal. not the argument. The argument is not <laughs> if it's disgusting. The, qu- the no, question but, is... But,
1: but I don't think... But you're saying, Oh, what happens if I make the cereal soup? Well, then it is soup. But... You're saying, is cereal in its natural form soup? No. Yes, it is
0: in it oh, its natural form.
1: It's okay. We'll agree to disagree even yeah. though you're totally wrong. <laughs> okay, that's okay. fine. I'm happy to agree to disagree. And, and you're wrong. And you're wrong. No, no, you're wrong. <laughs> you're wrong. No, you're wrong. <laughs> and I am 100% right, and that's fine. No, 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 that, no, no. That no. we all agree I that I'm right. I am 100%
0: right. Okay. On a scale of 1 to 10, I'm right. Okay. okay. And okay. 1
1: to 10 my way, right. I'm
0: right. So that's fine. Okay, maybe we'll agree on this one. Maybe we'll agree on this one. This is so fucking important. I had an argument with someone for this for like 30 minutes, and hopefully you're on the same side. Because yeah. if not, then I swear to God we can no longer be friends. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, well, we already know where I stand. So. Okay. Well, no, this one, not the oh, one, okay. one. okay. Next one. Okay. Have you ever played the game Uno? Of course. Okay. So you know how the deck is in the middle, correct? Yep. Okay. When you can't, when it's your turn and you can't put something down, how many cards do you draw from the top? Say that one more time. Okay. So you know how like you're playing Uno and it's like a green, it's like a green seven and you yeah. don't have any sevens and you don't have any greens. You're like, crap, I can't put anything down. How many cards from the top do you draw?
1: Can you only pull one?
0: Exactly, yeah. right? Yeah, God, I'm so passionate about it. Okay, we're friends. Thank God. Who are you playing Uno? Oh, like? my God. She was like, you have to go unlimited. You go unlimited until, until <laughs> I you like, have one. I like you
1: playing Uno with like a five-year-old and you're like, <laughs> that's
0: not how you play. It. Oh, my God. That's not how you play. It. It's one fucking, it's one, t- it's the top. That's it, just one. And then you keep it. Because listen, if it's multiple, if it's unlimited until you find something, I am going, you can just skew up the rules and you can just take as many as you want. Yeah. And then pretty soon you have the deck stacked. Stacked.
1: That would not make any sense. Also, there would be no more cards if you just pulled until you got a card you liked.
0: What kind of game is that? Thank you. What am I supposed to do? Trust you? They're like, oh no, I haven't got the green card yet. How do I know? Fucking bastards. Okay, sorry. (laughs) If anybody thinks that's listening right now that if you cannot. Put something down while you're playing Uno and you think that you can't that you have to keep on drawing until you find a card that you like to put down and play. That's not even a game. No, no. You are an idiot. You should be banned the Uno You're a fucking idiot.
1: The Uno Federation. I'm pissed off already. Uno Federation. Can't date anybody that thinks like that. Was Uno is Uno
0: a game of Latin culture or Um So (laughs) actually in eighteen eighty two. Seriously? Yeah, seriously. Okay. In eighteen eighty two for it. Damn it. In eighteen
1: eighty two, a man by the name of Pizzeria Uno.
0: Ah, Pizzeria Uno. He was colonized by, you know, of course Italy. P- Italy. Yeah. And uh in doing so to survive, he said to himself, I don't want my family to be bored. And so he played Uno. Yeah. He created the game Uno. Yeah. And then the Italian conquistadors. I don't know what the fuck <laughs> Conquistadors. Yeah, see, I don't know math. Conquistadors. Conquistadors. Yeah, I can, you know the word particularly? Particularly. That's, That's a hard the, word. It's the hardest word that I think I've ever had to say. Particularly is yeah. a
1: very hard word. 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 I, when I was back home back east, I was noticing all my family's um, um, accents so
0: much more for yeah. some
1: reason. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just coffee. Coffee. Do I say coffee like
0: that? Uh, yeah, a little bit, but it's okay. I say coffee. I think it's attractive. I think it's beautiful. I say coffee. Is that t- mimic me, coffee. Coffee. Okay. Coffee. Okay, and then you say it. Coffee. Wow, yeah. Now the co- I hear it. Because because you're going you're down talking on the C O it's like it's like you're saying C O O. Yeah. And then I am doing an up talk which is coffee. Like I'm going up and you're going down. Well it's weird because like I was coffee. listening to one of my cousins and he was going like coffee. Right. And I was like, that's fucking weird New York, right? Yeah But see, I think that's beautiful Like my ultimate goal in life Is to fall in love With like a Brooklyn woman bartender That has a thick Brooklyn accent Yeah, like AOC no, her accent is not that oh. that not, that strong. Like some people love British accents. Yeah, I want like a coarse, dirty Brooklyn. You want to come home too, John? What the fuck are you doing? Exactly. Like she's get on... over here and fucking eat, John. Exactly. I just came. She came back from work, pulling in. out the trash. Yeah. you Yeah. Know?
1: Come over here and give me a fucking kiss, John. That's so hot. That's so give hot. give me a kiss, Johnny.
0: I'm your wife. Oh God, if she ever called me Johnny, though, I would like strangle her. I oh. think too. <laughs> oh, really? You don't like that? No. John. Okay, hold on. Listen, people. Yeah. It was just a figure of speech. I would never beat up a woman. Yeah, don't say that. Yeah. God. He would never do no, that. No, Trust no, me. No, I know no, this no, guy. No, 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 no. But, um, yeah, that's like one of my things that I very much enjoy. I Like, it turned on. Like, I get wet just thinking about a woman who speaks John. in a Brooklyn. Jonathan. Like, ooh. Jonathan.
1: Oh. I'm so in love you're, with you. You're turning me on. John, come uh, over here and give me don't.
0: a little. Stop with this fan fiction. Oh my kissing. God! This is. Ooh. What do you want this for is like Chicken parm. This is like a J O mm. I. It's ASMR. i M R. I'm excited.
1: A little chicken parm. Okay, parmesan. stop, stop, stop! I'm
0: getting, like, oh my God! <laughs> I gotta go in my closet for a little bit. I gotta take off my pants now. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Um, but I, you know what's really cool? Yeah. I was walking in, and you're walking in, and I saw on the finger, which is really lovely, a fucking wedding ring. I got married, guys. Congratulations! Yeah, dude. Something that I never want to do, but I'm glad that you did it. You
1: don't want to get married?
0: Um, well, there I am in love right now, actually, Fall in love with somebody with a person with a person. Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe in ten years, okay. I don't know. I don't know. But you got married. Congratulations! I've get been, yourself one of these. I mean, before we get into like the actual wedding day, yeah. There's a question that I've been asking every single couple, which I think is very beautiful every uh-huh. time I meet a couple or anybody that's in a relationship. Yeah. You ready for this? And anybody that's listening, you can steal this for a good conversation. You look at them and I'm looking at you. Mm -hmm. And I go, your wife's name is Sydney, obviously. Mm -hmm. And I go, and I'm asking you this one question. What makes Sid so interesting? Mm, Right? I think for me, it's like this
1: ability to just like handle anything, like anything I throw at her. like, Like she could just talk about anything. Like she really, like I never am like, like I could throw my darkest thoughts at her. I can, you know, like something stupid, like there's never, there's no, um, I'm allowed to be myself. Oh, I think that is what makes her so interesting. And she, and I feel like she's that to me.
0: It's like you are completely safe with your thoughts with her. Yeah. So I, I
1: don't have to filter myself. I don't have to be different. We can go as deep as we want to go on whatever given day.
0: Wow, that's so beautiful, Noah. Yeah. See, that's so fun because then you can understand the values that each individual person has. It's so broad, but it's such a good question, especially when the couples are together and you can just say it and they're looking at each other like a huh. Yeah, like... Sorry,
1: I'm trying not to say like as much anymore. No, it's okay. No, no, I think it's a really good note for me. Um, But (laughs) she anything i never i know that she's been to dark places in her own life so there's nothing that's gonna that she's gonna be i'm i can't handle this you know what i mean oh, i yeah. can't do this she's I resilient she's so resilient and 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 she's just like a really great conversationalist.
0: That's the see that's the beauty of like a really good relationship because when you think about when I'm because I'm looking at different relationships right now and I'm thinking about my past ones or girls that I've been infatuated with recently. Yeah. And there's a big divide between someone that you are excited about because you're objectifying them in a way, like, Oh, I'm so excited because you're hot. she's hot and I can't yeah. wait to like make out with her and do you know sit on my face and then you have (laughs) uh uh, i don't know sit on my face right and then you have in other cases john you want to sit on my face no No! Um, (laughs) call back uh she uh or one that i'm infatuated with is someone like you were saying where you're excited and you can't wait to open up your life with them yeah yeah so what happened on this wedding day what made it so special what happened tell us we eloped
1: Okay. So our family wasn't there. Nobody was there. It was just me and Sid and uh, the clerk for the Santa Barbara courthouse. Yeah. And our photographer. Um, And, uh, you know, it took me a lot of time to be okay with... How we were going to get married, Not meaning not having a, a big wedding.
0: Right, it's just you, the photographer, in the clerk's office. Yeah,
1: well, no, we were in
0: the garden of the Santa Barbara courthouse. Okay. It was
1: beautiful. It was beautiful. It took me a lot of time. It was something I stressed about. I was very anxious about. I had a lot of guilt about not having my family there. Um, I was worried that people were going to be upset with me, mm-hmm. fr- old friends and stuff. Yeah. I was also worried that it wasn't going to feel special. And
0: is it because not special in the aspect of hey, we're not doing this traditional thing that everyone else that's does?
1: That's exactly what it is. I think what what was happening is my brain was y- when it when it came to a, the idea of a wedding, right. it had something in its in in there, an image. This is what a wedding
0: is. Hey, the media wants you to do it this way. Culture wants you to do it this to way. To do it like this. But hey, my wife wants to do a completely different, but my
1: wife wants to and needs to do it like this. And what was really behind that is there were, you know, there were a lot of reasons, but I think for her, she really wanted that day to be about us. She wanted us to be able to connect. Right. And, um, it's just funny because what my brain is telling me, like there's so much like, capitalism like capitalistic <laughs> i seriously i mean i hate nah, to be this like no, woke no. you know bitch but like capitalistic ideas of like you know the, why do we have weddings well it there's a whole wedding industry people have jobs cuz of weddings you know billion careers you know because business. of weddings flowers music you know musicians like some musicians their only way to make money is to play weddings you know um and and so it's like it was that and just this idea of what it was supposed to be but the truth is is that's all i knew Mm. it wasn't so when i would think of what an elopement would be the only again my brain's like let's bring up images of elopement and what do we what do we see couples running away with each other disown you know being disowned by their parents disappointing their family getting married um you know the montagues and the capulets you oh, know Oh
0: yes I love this You know bro. it's
1: it's it's it, you know so my so my I I see that and I'm like well I don't I don't like that I don't want that for us Yeah But
0: eventually you see the people in a crowd throwing rice Yeah but eventually
1: I was like I I just I I listened and this is what she wanted and why why does there have to be these set rules or ways of doing this?
0: Mm-hmm. Why
1: does it have to be like that?
0: Right. Why does it,
1: why can't we make our own rules? That's what I'm starting. That's where my brain, I, my brain starts to help me. And, and I'm like, I'm like, this is what we're doing. And I'm, and I need to get behind it because I want, I don't, I want this. I want to be happy on this day. I want to, You want the beginning
0: of the marriage to start off on your
1: terms. Yeah, I want it to be beautiful. You know, I want it to have everything. Also, why can't this be, so what? It's nothing I've ever seen. That could be great. You know, we can make it this thing that nobody's ever seen or we've never been to. Right. Doesn't, Doesn't that sound a whole lot more special than... You know, you know, being I,
0: rigid and following the rules following, of everybody else, following
1: the rules and what society tells us a wedding is supposed to be for hundreds and hundreds of years. That being said, I get behind it. I'd right. say, you know, once we decide it, I get behind it. Maybe a couple little flare ups of like, oh, I'm nervous. This isn't what I, I don't know if this is how I want to do it, but I'm kind of not telling Sid that because I don't, I don't like, I don't want there to be any discre- discrepancy of like, I want to marry you this wedding. That's another thing.
0: Oh, the difference between, Hey Sid, I do want to marry you. And then is it me having this guilt, making her think that I don't want to. Right. It's like wow, hundred
1: percent in on on marriage. Right. Was not fully ready to accept how we were doing it. Does not mean that I'm not hundred percent in. That was something I worked out in therapy. Cause I said to my therapist like a month out, I was like, I still feel this like guilt that I should be having a wedding. And she was, and she understanding the whole scope of it said my therapist, you can go through with this, have a great time and still not be a hundred percent on it. That's true. That's okay. It doesn't have to be black and white. Okay. But once you're there, you're there.
0: You know, but, but the only thing that is true, no matter if it's a big wedding or if you have that guilt is, Hey, guess what? I'm marrying you. And I want to be, and I I want to be with you. Yeah. I want to be with you. And,
1: And let's ride that into the sunset, you know? Right. So that's
0: the foundation, at least the foundation and the values that you have with Sid is impeccable. Yeah. So try, we try,
1: uh, I mean, we try. We're not perfect, but right, we try. I mean, you're
0: not supposed to. I mean, one of the, I can't like wait to be in a relationship with this person that I'm in love with, so that way we can start arguing and having fights.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was it, so the day comes, and you know, I had um I had sent out some e and we sent out an email to very close friends Ooh, a newsletter, okay, and said <laughs> you know about two weeks before and said hey, yeah, um, you know, a month before we told we sent an email saying this is what we're doing yeah and 2 weeks before we sent we followed up that email and said hey We'd love to hear from you on that day. If you want to send us a note or a letter or, or an email or a video, we're gonna read it the morning of our and watch it the morning of our wedding. Oh, that's and so sweet. You can and we can feel connected to you. And you what can a great cheap
0: wedding, though. Too, I don't have to get you anything. Yeah, it was really good. Usually people give a hundred dollars for showing up, but hey, guess what? I, I don't I have could to. Still, I mean, you can no, still I'm give not gonna us, Venmo you anything. Yeah. God damn it! <laughs> you don't
1: have to pay me anything, but you know, you could. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, well, um, you know, you can. Uh, you, no, but,
0: I just got married. I, you had to support me. Yeah. Um,
1: no, we, we did. Yeah, it was a very cheap wedding when we didn't, we didn't need anything, but you know, people are going to want to give gifts. Yeah, so I mean, it's not the whatever. idea
0: of the money. It's the fact that here's the celebration that you had that was on your terms. And even though you had that guilt at the very end of it, how do you feel now? So, so can I tell the whole story of the day? Yeah, I want you to. Okay. So, so
1: we, so people, so we send out email, you know, letters, videos. Great. And the day before we drive up the coast and I'm all in now. I'm I'm like, this is my wedding. I I love this woman. Let's just go have a great, this is going to be a great vacation. You know, a great time. We drive up the coast, we get to Santa Barbara. It's gorgeous. The weather's impeccable. Sid looks beautiful. We get dressed, we go to a, great dinner and because we're not spending all this money on a wedding we can really go to some nice restaurants and get really good food and drink really good you know alcohol. get some sushi nobu yeah. yeah yeah look at you we didn't go to nobu <laughs> we went to the lark in santa barbara i recommend it <laughs> I so we go to this restaurant and that night we come back you know we do our own little thing and sex then, guys yeah I mean, and like- then the next day we wake up we go to room service to our room so relaxing, so much fun. We're in our robes, having coffee, like eating in bed. It's oh. just like so much. the The wind from the from the mountains is blow, are blowing in. Our photographer comes, who was our our witness and our only friend there. We get dressed. We take I'm not kidding two thousand pictures around Santa Barbara. We go to the courthouse around the hotel. We're just having a blast yeah, taking pictures with each other. You know, and we're looking great. Sid was. So good, looked so good. I looked amazing, yeah. if I may say so myself.
0: I mean, you always do. Yeah. but I can only imagine with your suit, ooh, tuxedo, yeah. whatever.
1: We took, we took two thousand photos. Okay, seriously, she shot on on film, on camera, and Polaroids. Ooh, we go into the courthouse, um, and. The clerk does all the legal stuff, our marriage license, and he said after we finish that, he says, "Okay, I'm gonna go put my robe on. I'll meet you in the garden in five minutes, Ooh. and we'll we'll begin the ceremony." It's like a yeah. typewriter woman. So we go. His name's Jim. Jim. He was like kind of a burly man, and I type on a kind of like a guy who used to play quarterback in high school. And he's gonna marry you. And he's marrying us.
0: Okay, so you're in the garden. Not a rabbi. Um, um,
1: yeah, which is okay. So we go we go to the garden, and he begins the service, and I start to cry. And Sid starts to cry. Of course, our, our photographer, she's taking pictures. She's crying. Jim's like, Noah, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm doing great, man. I'm so happy right I'm now. I'm about to
0: spend the rest of my life with yeah. the woman that I'm supposed to spend the rest of my life with.
1: Yeah. He marries us. When, when it gets time to do the, do you, Noah? Do you, Sid? I say, absolutely, I do. Sid says, says Sid says, Hell yeah! Oh
0: my god, I'm crying, yeah. bro. I'm crying.
1: <laughs> and and then he, you know, he says, "You may kiss the bride." I, we kiss, so squeeze each other so tightly. I, you know, I'm a, I'm a Jew, so I stomp. I brought glass. I stomp on glass, and it and the wind is coming in from the mountains, <gasps> and it's just so. It was so special and so unique. It was so intimate and like, I really was connecting with Sid, and and we just. It was it was so cool. There were no distractions, and 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 at the end, I go to Jim. I say, "Yeah, hey, I'm like crying. I'm like, thank you so much for making this um, meaningful and and taking it seriously." And he was taken aback. He was like, "What do you? Wow. Are you kidding? Of of course, you know, I don't ever really get to marry anyone." And I was like, "What do you mean? What do you mean?" He was like, "Usually, couples come into the courthouse. I do the marriage license." And then they leave and they go get married at a wedding. I never get to do the ceremony.
0: Oh, so special for him So he was
1: like, he's crying and he's like, this was really special for me. Like I saw how much you guys love each other and it really, it really was beautiful.
0: Oh my God. And I was like,
1: that's great. I just was not expecting the guy who married us to really, I I just thought he would treat it as like, okay, next, you know, just like not really care, but he really cared. And then after that, Sid and I walk to the beach. We prepared personal vows for each other. Yeah. We say them to each other. It's awesome. And then we go to back to the hotel. We go up to the pool, drink cocktails, and then we go to dinner in Montecito, have the most delicious pizza I've ever had. Just have a great time. Wow. We go out and get cocktails. Next day we fly off to Mexico City. It was it was it was it was so so sweet and so much fun. And you know it was I'm was about you. It was about us, you know? And I'm a very, I'm an anxious person.
0: Yes, I could tell. You
1: know? And I really think if I had a wedding, it would have been an anxious day for me.
0: Because you're thinking about the guests. You're thinking about what I'm going to get them. there's that pressure of also performative. Like, is this being performative for the guests that are there? Yeah.
1: That day, my wedding day, was one of the most relaxing days of my entire life. And that's how it should be. And I was like, I'm so thankful because... I never have a relaxing day.
2: Yeah.
1: It's very hard for me to relax, but that day was like so calming and just like
0: so relaxing. If you think about it, it wasn't really the day, it was an event of you two, you know, driving through PCH, getting to Santa Barbara, eating at Lark, and so it was this momentum of love. It was it was really
1: cool. And and reading all those emails and letters. Fulfilled my need to want to be connected with yeah friends and family and stuff but it and what was so special about that is I Got to hear from people that I probably would have gotten two words with which is on my wedding day Yeah, congratulations. Congrats. I'm so happy for you. I'll see you
0: in three months when someone writes something to you it's it's more personal so personal because you have to actually take the time and be diligent and then review it and go, okay, I'm gonna be sending this to them. We
1: basically got to hear like a hundred best man speeches, yeah. you know, that we got to read in our own time and and really reflect, let like, it re-
0: marinate.
1: Yeah, really take it in. It was so cool to get that time with people because that our wedding we wouldn't have not only would we not have that for each other. Right. We wouldn't have it for other people. We would be, hi, thanks for coming. Hi, thanks
0: for coming. You guys want to do the horror? You know, when there's no... So you're basically... Are you basically saying that this is why you shouldn't have a wedding? No.
1: I think ev- I think it's... Everyone needs to do what they want to do. I But I would say that there is... That there is a negative connotation, I think, when it comes to elopement. I had it myself, mm-hmm. and I think we need to throw
0: that out the window. There are no rules. I mean, this is like one of the most beautiful things that you. I don't know. This is really touching. I mean, I. I Good. Because I'm thinking about what I want when it comes to when it comes to marriage or when it comes to a wedding. When I want to elope with someone, because I've been to weddings where I've been the groomsman and the best man. Yeah. And it is. So stressful. Yeah. You know, we have to do a dance. Hey, Jonathan, my father's saying this. I'm having a breakdown. It's okay, bro. We got yeah, you. Um, you're figuring out, oh my gosh, where are the doors? Everyone's really happy. Oh my, I have to change into another thing. Oh, hey, Jonathan, you, you can know, go Dad's outside. Dad's an alcoholic. Right. You, you know, we got to watch you out for take him. take photos whatever it is. while everyone else is having fun. I mean.
1: It's so much. It's a lot. It's, it's, and you know, my brother and sister, they had two Big, very fun weddings. Right. Um, live band. Live bands. With we had the, a great time. Yeah, we had a great time. Those are the best. Open bar. Open bar. You have to. Cocktail Anybody hour. that
0: does a dry wedding, by the way, they deserve to be in hell. It's worse than when a friend says, can you please pick me up at LAX? <laughs> it's the same type of thing. There's a special little hell place in hell just for you. Anyway, go on.
1: <laughs> I think, and I... I also think we. I'm very grateful to both of our sets of parents for being so understanding and cool. Mm -hmm. Because that would have made the day a lot harder. I didn't want to have to. You know, I say elopement, but if you look up the definition of elopement, it is like going. It basically is when a couple. Goes off in secrecy to get married.
0: It's like Braveheart.
1: Yeah. We didn't do that. We didn't go off in secrecy. We were, we told everybody what we were doing. They just weren't there. That's why, so we call it a little bit, but technically it's not. Okay. But I was so happy that my parents, I'm sure there was a side of them that was
0: kind wanting of, to be there. The the, oh, I wish I could see my, my, my son, my last son get married. Yeah.
1: But, but they knew that hey this is what they want and if i'm gonna do my job as a parent i need to let them have what they want oh my gosh because that's how i contribute to this day you know by just let me just support them not make this about me that's the problem is there's so much pressure about Weddings in this country in the in the world. I don't know how other countries do it, but I really do feel in America There's so much pressure and really what that is is everyone making that day That's about that's supposed to be about this couple about themselves mm. you know when I go to a wedding I'm just I'm there to have a, whatever the couple wants for me
0: is what you're gonna get is give. what
1: I'm gonna get I, I I'm gonna give you a, a, a generous gift you want me to dance? I'm gonna dance my face off. Right. You don't people, want me to dance? I'm not gonna dance. Some people
0: just have an agenda of, oh, I want to. I should have done a speech, or I want to hook up with this person that's dancing. Yeah. But hey, let's make it about the couple. I just like.
1: I think there's one when you're when you're going to a wedding. Yeah. I think you really need to take reflect on the people whose wedding it is. What do you think they want? And try to follow that.
0: That's, you know. And look at you. You're you're so you're so happy. So I'm married. Yeah. yeah. I love it. No, thank you for sharing that. You yeah, know, one, of course. One of my favorite things is every time uh, you talk about your wife now. Yeah. Uh, you say, Sid, you always smile. Yeah. Or if someone's saying, Sid, you're like, ooh.
1: I'm always like, do I talk about her too much? No. Listeners, comment
0: if I talk about my wife too fucking much. I mean, much. you just talked 30 minutes about this <laughs> wedding, so I can only fucking imagine. But, bro, I think we needed to hear that for a second because... It's this, it's this idea that sometimes, you know, men in general aren't, they look like AKA as my brother would say, or sometimes like a, a, a simp when they're opening up about their feelings for right. their significant other, especially if it's not in an objectifying sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. Right. To go deep into that. When she loves, I love. When I hurt, she hurts. When right. We're talking about how I can feel completely safe with her. It's rarely said, I think.
1: Yeah, I just, I think, I mean, in my comedy, I just try to be as vulnerable as I possibly can. And I would just, I, I would really like to see men do that more. Right. I'm so sick of like, you know, our parents' generations of me, of men, not most not. men who are just, they hold grudges for years. You ever see like a 60-year-old man who's mad at the world? Yeah. You, you, you bump into him on the road and he's like, Get out of here! <laughs> you know, it's like, what happened to you in your life? Just if you would have fucking said something to your brother 50 years ago, you wouldn't have yelled at me on the street. I know? mean,
0: the, the whole idea of... It, yes, men can definitely open up to their significant other, but I mean what's so beautiful about you is, Hey... I'm not going to hide it to the world. I, I got nothing I'm not going to hide. Going, I'm going to be vulnerable in my own sexuality. I'm going to be vulnerable in how I think about the woman that I love. And hey, I'm not a simp. This is just love.
1: I'm not going to be fucking embarrassed for the way I feel. Yeah. That's how, that's how I found someone. I feel like, because I was like, fuck this. I'm going to be, I'm going to be, wear my heart on my sleeve. If, I like it. And if you don't fucking like it,
0: then I mean, I'll date someone else, right. you know? It. No, that's exactly how I feel right now. I'm, yeah, um, what's up? What's up with you? The same the same type of situation right now. Uh, yeah, I know we'll talk about all of that stuff. Is, oh, we're just going to be talking. I haven't seen you in like two Sorry, weeks. I, I got a weird test. No, no, it's no. okay. It's okay. Um, no, no, why are you apologizing? <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that we're on track If with you and whatever you want to talk about. But um, no, I hear you. I hear you because um, I met. I met this girl. She was a friend of a friend, mm-hmm. and I only saw her for, f- like for five minutes, for five seconds, and I made a joke with my friend, like, oh, I'm going to hook up with your friend, as a joke, even though I don't know what she looks like. Yeah. So I was headed to San Francisco, and I she's she's there right now, and so I decided to line up dates, because I believe that when you travel, you should at least, if you're single and you travel... Yeah. You know, go on dates, try to hook up with girls in San Francisco, New York or Florida, wherever you're going, have a little fling, you know, throw it out there, throw it out there, throw it out there. And so she was one of them.
1: Wear a condom and have fun.
0: Yes. Always wear a condom. And
1: get consent.
0: Yes. Always. Yeah. Like, would you like to kiss me? Always. Get consent for everything you do. Can I massage you? Can I like, here's an example. Here's a way to get a good consentful hug. Ready? Yeah. Instead of asking, would you like to hug me? Sometimes you just go like this. You open up your hands and you go, "Hey," and then if she's like, "Okay," and then she walks up to you and she gives you a hug. Yeah. It's this energy. You don't just grab on like here. Anyway, yeah, so you don't do that. I think uh, what I I'm not gonna go through the entire date, but uh, I pick her up. We drive for 40 minutes to this location because I felt like it, and we would just we talked for 40 minutes. So the the car drove like what drive was like really fast. We get to the restaurant, we eat. And they have to kick us out because we've been talking for two hours. And that's when you know. Mm -hmm. That's when you know it's going well because you don't have to think what you're going to say. And you're actively listening with her and she's actively listening with you. But my favorite move of the night, I don't know where it came from. But she asked me, hey, uh, did I exceed your expectations? I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, you did. Uh, Oh, my God. Hell, yeah. (laughs) And we parked the car. And I go, hey. Can you bear with me for a second because I really want to try something? She's like, okay. So I get out of the get out of the car. I open her door. She gets out, and I look at her, and I go, okay. And I go in, I go, hey. Oh no no, let me start over. You know, because you got to do the cute thing, like starting over, or whatever. And I go, hey. So most guys, they'll give you a balloon. Some guys would give you a flower, but instead, I'm going to do this. And I took out a candle. And I lit it. Whoa. And I told her to blow, and she blew. And I go, Did you make a wish? And she's like, Yeah, I did. And she's like, That's the cutest thing. And then. That's a good move. Yeah. I don't even know where it came from, but that's a beautiful move. Well, but you obviously
1: planned it because you did have a candle in your pocket.
0: Well, no, not candle. it was on the side of the door. But I was, as before the date, before, you, I, before I picked her up on the date, I said to myself, Wait, how can I make, like, hmm, what should I get her? And then I was like, At Walgreens. So I had some to get some gum and I'm like, you know what? It'd be so much fun if I got some candles yeah. and a and a lighter and made her blow on a candle. That's great. It's so much fun.
1: It would be funny though, it wouldn't be funny if you died, but if you had died that night and all <laughs> they found in your car was a lighter and some candles, and that girl found out and she was like, What the
0: fuck My was wish he... came true? <laughs> yeah. What the
1: fuck was he gonna do that night with me? It's not even my birthday.
0: But it's a really cute move. That's so sweet. So and then we we uh, did you make love? Um, <laughs> we like each other a lot. That's okay, all. Good. That's what I'll say. I uh, I am I'm very fortunate that she is currently me, uh, currently in my life. Cool. Yeah, we text a lot. I can. I feel again. I like you. she just something beautiful, which is I feel safe, not really second guessing myself when we communicate. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like I'm willing just to pour it out there in long paragraphs of text and she's willing to do the same thing knowing that we're not here to judge each other but more just to enjoy each other. And
1: if she doesn't like that, then she's not right for you. Exactly. I think there's an element of that logic that obviously you can't like be like, well, I'm an asshole, so I'm going to be an asshole. And if she doesn't like that, I'm an asshole. Then I'll find someone else who does like that. I'm an asshole. It's like, no, you're an asshole and you need to work on that. But if you're being nice, but you're just like a passionate person, or you're silly,
0: or you're goofy, or you're a little weird, or exactly. you're a little
1: nerdy, fucking do that. Cause that's who you want to attract someone who likes that about you.
0: Yeah. But you also have to be uh, socially and emotionally aware and intelligent enough that when you're bringing yourself, hey, are you also opening yourself up for that person to be who they are. Right, right. Right. Because a lot of people, I believe they're, Oh, be yourself, be yourself, be yourself. But then they become the main character of a story to themselves where they're not being able to open others up so they can participate in their main story. Right. Does that uh, make sense?
1: It, it was so intriguing and great that yeah. my, my headset fell off.
0: Right. Right. It really was <laughs> so good. Yeah.
1: It was amazing. That yeah, was great. Yeah,
0: and I got your back. Yeah, the thank microphone. you, buddy. See, because he's opening up, therefore I'm aware, and boom, I take your microphone. And Teamwork. Teamwork. That's right, baby. That's um, awesome. Good. When yeah, are you going to see her again? Uh, maybe next week. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm dedicated to work first, and that's what I like about her, too, is yeah. her career and family comes first, and that's how what I believe. So when we talk, it's maybe, you know, Every so like every other day or whatever, cool. but it's 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 very um, keep it organic. It's organic and it's it's very uh, whole foods, uh, wholesome. Yeah, yeah, whole foods. It's it, time is well spent. Good. It's none of this like lovely dovey. It's also hey, I have a question about my career. Ooh, that's so much fun. Yeah. See, it's not like oh, I miss you, I love you, or uh, practical. No. Yeah, I, I I want a partner where we go to an event and then we. When we leave, we strategize what to do next. Yeah, yeah. That's always fun.
1: Yeah, that's good. I love that. But I think it is... You know, Sid and I like will work together and write together sometimes. But when one of us is very busy mm-hmm. on other projects and then we use the time we have together to work on something, that's a recipe for disaster.
0: Ooh, what do you mean?
1: I think you can only work on a project with your significant other closely. If one you're getting paid. Okay. Then that's like, we'll do it. doesn't matter if, if if this is all the time we have together right now, let's do it. We're going to make money. It's going to be good for us. You know, good for our future. Right. Or two, you have, you have enough time to connect, to date each other. And to create, if you only have time, right, enough time to just hang out and just be a couple and be together, right? I don't think it's it's a good move to add a, to take up that time with
0: creative stuff. Right, 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 right. So, I mean, what I'm saying is, yeah, you're right. You're right.
1: No, I'm not saying you're doing anything wrong. I'm just it's just advice well, that I mean, I've. I'm saying, learned. yeah, we're not
0: working together. It's it's more oh. Um, she's bringing me where she works. I'm bringing oh, her cool. where I work. Oh, very and then, cool. And then that's the collaboration that I, I love. It's like we're watching each other grow and I giving mean, each other space to do right. it. Right. I mean, that's one cool. of the most like hopefully the dream that I have is one day I'm I'm I get my award. Like I said, I, I went. To, I got this invite to this like Facebook audio rap party, which yeah. was really nice. And so I asked one of my friends who's a creator to be my plus one. That's fantastic. Congratulations. But at the end of the day, we like that intimacy where we can't really joke around as a couple and make out with each other. But imagine if you bring your significant other, then she is there witnessing your growth and vice versa. It's, it's when you win an Academy Award, wouldn't you love not your mother staring at you, which is nice, but the woman that you love so much. Totally. And she has seen the growth. And she's happy for you. And right.
1: You, and when she has an award, exactly. you can be happy and You're like, for her. hey,
0: that's my bitch. Yeah. Right? You know, that motherfucker, she did it. I love her so much. That's my bitch. Yeah. Everyone's like, what the hell? You own her? No, but you know what I mean. Yeah.
1: No, I always think about that. Nothing feels like good news until I get to share it with my partner.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I've had so much success in my life, and I feel so empty because even though I'm surrounded by a bunch of friends and siblings and people that love me, and I get it, I still feel so very Someone who's on the ride
1: with you, when you share them good news, they're like,
0: what? That's awesome, right? This is so it's, cool. It's the best because it, it makes me think, I always thought, oh, I have to be super successful and then I'll get someone. But then if I, I mean, granted, that's always nice. But hey, wouldn't it be fascinating if I met someone and we somehow had this journey together? On yeah, success? totally. How hot is that? It's awesome. I mean,
1: it's it's really cool to see someone... Become who they were always supposed to be, and I don't think you ever officially become that. But like to see someone strive for that and reach the next level of John, you know, level ten, John, right? Level twelve, Jonathan. John, yes, yes, Jonathan. Sorry, that's okay. Level, you prefer Jonathan? Yeah. Sorry, we've known each other for twenty years. That's I okay. Just yeah. Still don't know. Yeah. TikTok, I love that <laughs> sort of stuff. The
0: coming bits. Oh, um, I love coming. Actually I don't sometimes. But how's uh <laughs> what's uh what's uh what's going on else in your uh in your life right now? Um
1: what's going on? I I'm very tired. My grandma died. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. My condolences. I, I did you told me yesterday or two days ago, and you know, I'm a Catholic, so I said a little prayer. Thank you. What I would say during a meal, you know, bless us the Lord. No I'm kidding. I Thank actually, you. I actually I actually did that. That's very day. nice. I yeah.
1: appreciate that. Um I'm doing okay. She died on my birthday. My so what, 30th is there, birthday. Do you think
0: there's like a significance with that of any sort?
1: I don't know. You know, October is a weird time for my family. Right. Um, historically. And now Sid and I, we got married in October. My birthday's in October. My dad's childhood hero was, was um, died on my, was born on my birthday. Oh my God. Isn't that crazy? my my mom's mom died i need to stay away from
0: you during the, october the holy last,
1: shit the last day my mom talked to her mom ever was the day i was born and then she she died a couple days later oh my god what the my fuck? my mom's mom died on my birthday um
0: oh my god
1: my my uncle was born the day after me it's like so it's weird um so i'm I, you what the fuck i know it's, it's so weird i don't know what the significance is I do know this. Yeah. One of the last things my grandma said to my dad, to give you some backstory, yeah. my bar mitzvah portion in the Torah is called Vaigash.
0: Vaigash.
1: And towards the end of her life, I'd say the last four years, or maybe she always did this, but I really remember the last four years, she'd call me Vaigash.
0: What does that mean? I don't know. Okay.
1: But the, the Haftorah portion is about um, the prophet Ezekiel, and him, if I remember correctly, leading the Jews through, you know, the desert. Or so you're the leader light. of the Jews? No, no, no. Um,
0: I don't know, guys. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs>
1: so, so she called me by you guys. So one of the last conversations my dad had with my grandma, um, she was in the hospital. And she was doing fine. She was making a full recovery, actually. She went into the hospital because she had...
0: then your birthday happened
1: yeah on the 19th she went to the hospital because she had fallen i believe oh no and but but she was making a full recovery she was like gonna leave the next day but that night the 19th she's talking to my dad over facetime um sorry this is the 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 20th because i got married on the 20th right she's talking to my dad on facetime and he's not thinking that she's passing. He's yeah. like, she's in the hospital. She fell, but she's gonna be okay. Yeah. And she says, Michael, by you, guys, you got married. He got married. Like, so happy. And then like three hours later, she died. So it was like, holy shit. I, I'm so happy knowing that like she
0: thought of you before she passed. She
1: thought of me, but not only that, she knew we got married. She had a perspective on it. She was happy about it. Like I, I, Cause I was planning on going home for Thanksgiving in a couple mm-hmm. weeks, and yeah. and Sid and I were going to go see her and show her all the pictures, and that's where I'm sure I would have gotten the perspective and her how happy she was and stuff. But I'm happy
0: I got it. You know, I got she was she she gave it to your father, who was able to say to respond say the me, message yeah. to you. Um, I mean, is there any specific thing that you learned from her or a story in general where you're like, wow?
1: Yeah. So she's a Holocaust survivor. Wow. She was in Auschwitz. And at the funeral, what I thought was interesting, the people who spoke had very different relationships with my grandma, right? My aunt spoke and she had said that my grandma didn't want to be known as a Holocaust survivor. Didn't want to be known for that. And just that she was a mother. She brought a. she immigrated to America. She, you know, had no family and she created a whole new line of family, you know, for, of, of Americans and. But with me, she, that was, I don't want to say bonding, the thing we bonded over, but that was, she talked about it with me a lot, her experience. It and allowed
0: her to open up and bring you in.
1: Yeah. So I kind of had a different sort of perspective of her. And I think that's kind of telling of all people, you know, nobody is one single thing, especially right. to one person. Exactly. But she was in Auschwitz. She lost her whole family. She had seven sisters. She was the only one to survive.
0: I'm so sorry. Whoa.
1: Yeah, and um, I think I've been th- I've been reflecting um, on that the last few days because I often I'm sure you do too get caught up in these trivial frustrations and anxieties about career or other people or whatever it They're is. Like, What's
0: next? What's next? What do I have to do next?
1: Yeah, and my grandma's my grandma created a new a family that was that was her crowning accomplishment and it's so amazing and it's not not that it's not hard to do it was very hard for her to do she almost died doing it right but i think we put so much stress on these tangible material successes or accomplishments when just getting up every day and 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 sustaining a friendship is an accomplishment you know my grandma's ability to carry on after that yeah to say i lost all of my family i'm gonna go make a family yeah that's beautiful that is I, i'm trying to never forget that and and try to just put things so much more in that perspective of it's 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 okay it's okay it's okay and I'm nobody's dying here because of their religion, right? You know, this is a, a video that I'm trying to make for Instagram. You know, it's not.
0: It's my grandmother went through Holocaust and all her sisters passed away. Yeah, is, and I'm here having a mental breakdown because this is not getting that many views. Yeah,
1: because I'm not going viral. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, I just the I'm, juxtaposition of Holocaust survivor making a family and I'm not going viral. Not the
1: same. My grandpa was in the Holocaust, too. Her husband. Oh, wow. You know, so both of them. I, I and they and I just I, I just can't even imagine. I mean, they they witnessed their families getting murdered in front of their face. You know, I can't even how do you go on and you just do you just figure it out. And I just, I, I don't want to waste time on, on these trivial things. And what sucks is I'm going to because I'm a comedian and there's nothing funnier than someone complaining about something so trivial, you know, yeah. with so much passion. That's yeah. that's like a big part of especially Jewish comedy, yeah. you know. Um, and maybe I do that to, to forget. And maybe my grandma would, would want me to have the ability to complain about something so trivial, to not, you know, how... She wouldn't want me to have something so dark and sad to, to talk about, you know, yeah. um, and just the idea of the sacrifice and burden that she went through for me to do this podcast like every, the, 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 the chances of me even existing is so slim. small
0: and slim, but she made it happen. It is through her yeah. that you exist. Totally. I mean, this is beautiful. I know you're talking about how, how, yeah, this may be trivial, but in retrospect, right? It is, I don't want to say her death. I want to say it is through her life Mm -hmm. that when you go through these trivial things outside of comedy, that you're able to take a step back and go, okay, how can I live forward? And how can I have gratitude as well? Yeah. But here's something. Uh, that I think is also important. My mother said this to me when my grandfather passed away and I gave her a call at like 4 a.m. having a mental breakdown with my own trivial thing. She said this. In this case, I'll say it to you. Your grandmother is probably one of the strongest people that you know. Correct? Yeah. And whenever you're going through anything that is arduous, just remember this. You have a part of your grandmother inside of you. Yeah which means that you have her strength, you have her resilience, and so therefore you can also get through anything. Yeah. And that's something that hopefully
1: No, it's it's spot on. Right? It's um and she really was, that was her best quality. She was such a strong, tough lady. She wasn't perfect. Yeah. She was sometimes challenging to deal with because of what the trauma she went through. It made her, I think, I think if you weren't able to understand what she went through, you might think she was mean, yeah, you know, or, or whatever, just cut harsh, cut through. I wouldn't say cutthroat, but like harsh. I think if you can have the compassion with her to understand what she went through and remember that, Remember that what she, you might not like about her, that's a trauma response. Yeah, You could have a relationship with her. And I, for me, I don't know why, probably because she was the only grandparent I had. Her and her husband were the only, my mom's parents died when I was very young. Right. So I think I was able to rationalize and try to understand because I was like, this is all I got. So
0: if I, I, this is all I got then hey I have to be totally open with it yeah
1: I have to understand and 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 just whatever way it can work for me then that's good Wow um but yeah it was um the funeral was was cool I, I was I almost didn't say something it was a graveside funeral
0: by the way thank you thank you for sharing this yeah oh of my course God.
1: I almost didn't say something but I, I gave a eulogy at my grandpa's funeral and I was like I need to. Give her the same. Cause she would I know she would be like, You're gonna talk for your grandpa and not me.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know? And I said that in my head, I was like, You're right, I'm gonna say something. And right. I said something, and I you know, my grandpa had written it out. Yeah. But this one just was like straight from the heart. Love that. Um, and it was short and sweet, and um I'm really I, I after I said it, I was like, I'm so happy I did that. I'm so happy I said one more thing in front of in front of our close family. Um and I think and this is the last thing I'll say on this no this
0: is fine you can this is great
1: the I when I first heard I was sad yeah a day or two I cried but then I started to realize what she lived with every day she was more than a holocaust survivor sure but she lived through lived with a, a lot of baggage and trauma and I'm 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 happy knowing that that's just done now yeah. for her. She doesn't have to think about that ever again. All those bad things that happened to her. If you believe in an afterlife, maybe she gets to be with her family again. And her husband again. Her yeah. sisters again. You know? Um, and I'm just happy knowing that she can just kind of...
0: Relax of it.
1: Relax. It's over. Um, and that is, that is beautiful. And I, I always have had a hard time wrapping my head around death. But I think for me, it'll be nice not to have to worry about an Instagram video. Um, Oh,
0: wow. Yeah. I mean, when, when you think of one word when it comes to your grandmother. Yeah. What is that one word that comes to mind right now? Strength. Wow. Just, yeah, just so strong.
1: Um, she's, she's right here. She's watching over. You never forget that. I think so. Yeah.
0: I think so. Never man. forget that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Yeah. I flew in quickly. It was like a 36 hour trip. Yeah. I literally, I got back yesterday. Well, um, thank you so
0: much. For of doing course. This I want,
1: I love this podcast. It's a good, it's fun to talk to someone it, for
0: an hour. It, it's the bottle club, you know, stories that are bottled up within. us. Yeah. You know, yeah. Oh, we haven't even done an intro yet. Oh yeah, we got to do that. But uh, so speaking about you know material tangible <laughs> things. <laughs> speaking about, let's get into our sponsors. Don't don't forget, guys, to subscribe to the YouTube channel, leave a five star review, and if you leave your little Instagram on the five star review, Noah and myself, or one of us or both of us, will definitely hit you up with a video uh, DM. Uh, but let's do this fucking intro. <laughs> Well, hello, hello, hello. Hi. What's up, crew? What's up? Uh, my name is Jonathan Garano. I'm Noah Finling. And uh, welcome to the Bottle Club. The Bottle Club. Club. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, you guys? Okay. Yeah. Um, hey. uh, that's that's uh, it. That's, that. that's the intro, guys. Yeah. Um, no, I'm so glad that you shared that. I was thinking about uh, a lot of things about my grandparents, but thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah What's yeah.
1: going on with you? What's going on with me besides yeah. like
0: falling in love? Yeah, falling in love. Um, I. God, it's been. So, uh, you know, I'm. Is it okay if I share this? Is of course. It, uh, I, I think we should share it. I think we so should talk about I, it. I, I suffer through manic depression and PTSD and I'm bipolar type 2. And um, so that means I get like a lot of night terrors sometimes and I have like these weird, strange episodes. But being manic when you're on a high. Is the most amazing feeling in the world. So it's not always, every time I say I'm manic and a bipolar, people always think of the worst of the worst. But in reality, sometimes it's one of the best feelings in yeah. the world. Like, fuck drugs. Your highs are higher than my highs. Oh my God. Know? I'm like Jesus Christ himself. I go up to someone and say, hey, take off your pants because I have so much. I am Jesus Christ. They just will. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> or basically, if I can fly, I can fly. Or if I want to make $150,000, boom, I know I will do it because. I am God, yeah. right? Um, but then, of course, the opposite is, is also true. Is also true where, as I say to people, they're like, what does it mean when you're depressed and you're bipolar? It's where I have these feelings within my body and I just have no idea how to explain it. Like my mind is trying to be as positive as, as I can and I'm the same with my body, but I don't know why. It just creeps in. Way. Yeah. And so, for some odd reason, maybe because I've been like working really hard or whatever, and usually this happens once every two years, I have this thing where um, I have a very negative, depressive moment. Yeah. Where everything comes together. And usually it only lasts for like a couple of days. Where, and what I mean by this is there's like a nagging thought inside your mind that says, Jonathan, kill kill yourself, kill yourself, kill yourself, kill yourself. Uh, or i like driving in a car, it's like slam into this wall, slam into this wall, slam into this wall. And then after a couple days, after like holding myself together, it goes away. Yeah, it passes. And it's so strange because for the last, the whole month of October pretty much, everything's going great for with me and my career. Like I paid off $100,000 worth of debt. Yeah. I'm getting these deals, um, this commercial deal this national commercial just, they, uh, they, um, they brought it back. Yeah. My grandma died. Everything's, right. going, Everything's great. Gr- yeah. going great. Everything's <laughs> going great for me, yeah. not for you, but yeah. for me. Yeah. I'm so sorry. No, it, no that's okay. And for some odd reason in the beginning of October, like the first week, I'm like, Oh, here it comes. I, I already, cause I, I'm you old. You could feel it. I could feel it. Like uh, thankfully throughout these years, what was that first thought? It was me screaming when I was sleeping and I had scratches all over my body. I'm like, oh, okay, Jonathan. It's coming. It's coming. I have yeah. night terrors right now. The night terrors are creeping up. Um, and usually what helps is I, I'll cry like I really want to sleep or just something. And I'm like, okay, I have scratches all over my body. That's why I like to wear like... I, lo- I love to wear like sweaters and stuff because I have scars all over my body mm-hmm. from just... And that's why I cut my nails all the time I, I always scratch. But yeah. anyway... Um, so that's happening. The night terrors are happening. I'm like, okay, this is gonna happen in like a couple of days. Yeah. Suddenly, I'm looking around the room and someone in my head's like, hey, hey Jonathan, take that belt and put it around your neck. I'm like, oh no, what the fuck? I'm like, oh no, Jonathan, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. So then I leave, I'm leaving. And I, I drive in my car, I'm listening to happy music, and all this these suicidal thoughts keep on creeping up. Where I'm driving in my car and there's a voice, I don't know where it's coming from, telling me that I need to kill myself. Yeah. But not just kill myself, but how to do it. Yeah. So it's like, hang yourself, drive off a cliff. Um, you know, let's make it fast. You are worthless. You are worthless. You yeah. are wor- like this nagging thought over and over and over again. And I'm like, okay, Jonathan, this will go away. This will go away. And so there's another side of you that's talking to that side, right? There's all oh, well, it's as I've gotten older, I've been able to talk to it in the very beginning. I'm like, holy shit, what do I do? And this is where my, like, I will be like in my room and I'll take a cup and I'll just throw it like I it's like I have to do something violent. I have to do something violent uh, to myself. And then for some reason, the thought would just go away. Yeah. That's why I have a massive gambling problem because when these thoughts are going away I'm like okay I'm going to restart my life and I'm going to damage myself by going to the casino destroying myself by getting rid of all my money. <gasps> okay, now that I'm destroyed myself because I am quote unquote worthless I can restart. Yeah. So this time I'm thinking to myself okay let's go boxing. Let's do all these things. I need this thought to go away. I need to go go to sleep. I'm not I'm not able to go to sleep. I and then, but, but can't I'm not shut it down, can't shut it down. Yeah. And also I'm scared to go to sleep because I know that if I go to sleep, guess what? My night terrors are going to increase. Yeah. Because night terrors are basically like nightmares, but instead you're actively moving around. And I'm like, I don't want any new scars in my body. Yeah. I don't like one time I woke up when I was like a little kid and I had like a huge gash, you know, on the side of my neck because oh, I was man. having a night terrors and I was like scratching it and I was like, oh my God. And so I don't want that. Yeah. Again, and it just wouldn't, Noah, it wouldn't fucking go away. Yeah. And I just joked around with people, and I couldn't even cry. Like, it was just, it was so... um, It's just so exhausting. It's really exhausting. And as someone with a mental health disability, I always made made it a very, 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 like, strict rule that, hey, this is what I'm dealing with, right? And I'm never going to ever burden mm-hmm. what I'm going through with my mental health issues to somebody else. I've done that before and like, Hey, my ex-girlfriend didn't deserve that. Like she doesn't deserve to hear Did, these burdens that I have. Yeah. And so I'm trying to navigate at this moment, how do I take care of myself without burdening anybody? How do I take care of myself where I don't kill myself? What is the next steps that I need to do? Yeah, And so, you know, the very first thing is like, Hey, with not my clients, but with my friends who want to hang out with me and stuff, I go, Hey, listen, I love you right now. I'm going through my own thing. Like I want it. Like I'm having these suicidal thoughts. Don't worry. Yeah. I'm not going to do it because yeah. I'm old enough and I figure out the triggers. I just need to have some space, have some space where I can handle it. And I also believe that you can't do anything alone. Yeah. And so. Maybe if, I, if you can't afford it, maybe go running or something. But find that outlet. And for me, thankfully, I just... I said, I don't care how broke I will go. I'm going to spend as much money that I have to book as many therapy sessions that I can with as many different people until I get someone or something or everything can compound. I'm like, oh my God, okay, I'm going to be fine. Yeah, well, if you're
1: if you don't have your mental health, it doesn't matter how much money you have. Right. I mean, that's not an excuse to go... You know, flex your gambling addiction. But it's, you know, yeah, it's, you need, you need that to be strong. You need that to be strong. And it's worth it, it's worth the money. That's, that's worth spending your money on. Right. Because
0: you'll be more productive and, I mean, living. And you'll make more money. Yeah. But it's not about, it's not about the money. Well, it's not about, yeah, it's about, well, it's about everything, but uh, it just sucks. Like, I, I, many times I wish I didn't have this mental health issue because, I know that in the past I would be farther along and I know that in places where I work, for example, with different clients, I'm like, man, like I have this one friend, he's like, you don't know how to manage your time. That's why you have all these things that pile up and this is why you can't multitask. And it's like, bro, the reason why I can't multitask and I only pick one project at a time is because if I want to do it well, I have to make sure that my mental health comes first, comes first, but I'm not going to tell them that. Yeah. Like some people, they can sit down and they can do like, they can have a job. Then after their job, they can have like a side project. And after the side project, they can have another side they project. Have a lot
1: more bandwidth. Yeah. Sorry.
0: Like for me, but your
1: bandwidth, you do have a lot of bandwidth and, and it, a lot of it is taken up by tre- <laughs> treating and making sure that this side of your brain is fed.
0: And because that way I can function yeah. because my PTSD and my manic depression, my fucking anxiety is going to, it's creeping up and I have to go, okay, I, as a human being don't want to burden my mental health disability on my clients, on my, on the people that I'm working for, because it is not on them. Yeah. It's not on them. I have to take care of myself, but that means that, Hey, how do I prioritize correctly? Okay, maybe I have to wake up a little bit earlier than in most people so I can do XYZ. Yeah. Maybe I have to stay in the office a little bit later because I have to make sure that I'm healthy and then I can complete or it. Or maybe you can't do every project, and that's okay. That's okay. And I might lose a few deals.
1: Like there was this But what but that but what those deals would bring you? Again, you go back to maybe you're not here. Yeah. And who cares? You're not no one's dead like, well, what about those deals? Right, you know what I mean. It's maybe you're doing the exact amount that you can do. I talk about my brother all this all yeah. the time. He has great bandwidth. I have pretty good bandwidth yeah. too. He has more bandwidth than me. Right. He can just pile it on, pile it on. He'll work himself to death. Right. I have I through therapy learned. I'm sorry to go back to me. No, but that's okay. We're I am here. a people pleaser, really bad people pleaser. I will for a long time. It really, I almost. I got myself into a very unsafe situation right. where I was taking a lot of Adderall. I was not sleeping. Not good. I was driving a car. Yeah. And I, w- I could have had a heart attack. I could have, you know, passed out the wheel. Yeah. And I was just like, for what? For what? For what reason? I don't, like, all I had to do was say no. And I think I'm finding the balance again of having bandwidth, saying yes to what I can. Because it's like, I think for a second, the pendulum swung the other way where I was like, I'm only doing one thing at a time. And now I'm slowly starting to let a couple more things in, let a couple more things in. But it's
0: about prioritizing, trying to figure out how can you do those little things. And so therefore, that's why I hire someone or that's why I'm like, okay, I can't do this if I want to do X, Y, Z. Like when you have a mental health disability or just in general, when you have all these things, it's like, how do I prioritize my life correctly so I can be... A productive person in yeah. society, yeah, and I'm not saying normal person in society, but also someone that gives value to society as a human being, yeah. Because other human beings, what do they need? I don't know. Positivity, positivity. Yes. They need, they need Thusiasm. community. Yeah, community. Right. Yeah. Uh, people love helping, but if you're if you're not crying with purpose, it's going to be hard for someone to take care of you. Yeah.
1: What I did when you told me that I. I didn't know what to say. Of course, I, you know, I love you. I, I, we've become good friends. I don't want any of those thoughts that you have to win. Right. Um, Well,
0: thankfully, it's over right now, guys. That's great. Maybe he's on the other side of it.
1: What What do you want your friends to say? I think it's very smart of you to be to appropriately. Be honest with people, like right. especially like we're working together.
0: Right. That's why I shared it with you. I'm not going to share it with everybody. Yeah. I have a friend. I don't want my trauma to be my personality.
1: I have a friend. Love this guy. Yeah. Has a mental illness. We were working on something. He would just go off the grid. I couldn't talk. He wouldn't respond to me. I couldn't get in touch with him. And I, I didn't know at the time what was going on. It just kind of felt like this that, person was kind of fucking, you know. And that's unfair to you. It is unfair but I think now having gone through that and, and and going to therapy on my own I think I have a lot more compassion when when stuff like that happens though I know I, I they he should have said something he should have said I have this I'm just I need some space that's all that's all that's happening here you're not doing anything wrong I'm not mad at you you know Yeah I but I think like when when things aren't going normally something you, I think you we have to reach inside of our hearts and be like okay I need to have compassion for this person because no, because something hmm. might be going on.
0: Okay, so you can have so, so here's the thing: you can have compassion, but that doesn't mean you have to work with him again.
1: No, it, I I don't I don't know that I would unless he so you we had have, a top conversation. You, you can have
0: you can have empathy, and empathy is like you know understanding and affirming them, but you don't have to accept that. Mm-hmm. Does that make Does that make sense? Like because I have manic depression and PTSD and all these things, and then when someone who I'm relying on suddenly goes, Hey, I disappeared or I didn't finish or I didn't, I didn't step up to the plate. Like I was supposed to, because I have a mental health issue. It's like, wow, I can't believe you're, that's an excuse to me. Mm-hmm. And I know that's like, maybe that's very problematic to say, and I could get canceled for that, but
1: you won't. Cause nobody cares about mental illness.
0: Right. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> well, white women do. Yeah. Um, so- I just think that it how do I want my friends to respond um, yeah that I, was the question yeah. I don't want my friends to ever like unless I'm asking to hey I need I need help I just want them to listen yeah okay cool that's it and I make it and as I've learned through time because I think about what do I want when someone's going through a mental health crisis like how do I want to receive it I say okay I want them to be honest with me. And I want them to give me the option if I want to listen to them. And then if I can't, I want them to have a good understanding that if I can't be there for them, that they're okay with it. So then how do I project that with my friends? Well, first off, when I'm working with you, because I'm working with you, I wanted to be up front like, hey, listen, um, I need some time because we are working together. But then I also said, but do not worry. Yeah. You said that. Yeah. Right. But do not worry. I'm taking care of it. Yeah. Everything will be fine. Cause I wanted to make sure that, Hey, listen, you're like, though we're working together, I'm not your responsibility. Yeah. As a human being, I need to take care of myself period. Yeah. Right. Remember that people are willing to be there for people that cry with purpose. Yeah. And so that's like step number one, step number two, If I want to have a conversation with someone, like I have some close friends, I'd be like, hey, do you have like five minutes of time going through this? If you don't, just let me know. Yeah. And if they say yes, then we pick up the phone. We call a little bit. I try to make sure there are like time constraints because at the very end of the day, with the trauma that you have, you should not be burdening anybody with it yeah and maybe that's my own guilt and that's wrong maybe that's like that's hard that's really healthy like i think i think that's really healthy
1: i think it's a you i think it's a really smart thing i also think i what i like that you did with me is you for me when i'm working with someone i want to make sure that there's an there's another week yeah that we're gonna Go, you know, it's, we've recorded however many we've recorded. Three. This I is don't, the one. yeah, I don't, anything. no, it's okay. I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to stop. I think we have something really good going. Yeah. So you were like, you said, let's, which is very hard for someone with mental illness to do. Right. Especially with your mental illness, from what I understand yeah. about it, is to set a date for the next recording. Right. Which you did which yeah. is very hard, I think, for people who suffer what you suffer from, or however you want me to phrase it, um, that's hard to do because you're so overwhelmed with what you're going through. I'm like, I can't even think about next week. But you were able to do that, which I think is a sign of tremendous growth and ability to— It's, it's just the past, thank God. Yeah. What I've learned— Because so, then you got me off your back. I'm like, okay, he said not to worry. Yeah. We set a date. Okay. I'm not gonna worry.
0: That's like that's very key. I think if you're uh, someone with like mental health issues, one of the things why in the past what I've learned is like when I go through this turmoil, it's because of this like lack of control. Yeah. And lack of clarity. And so then I have to think to myself, how do I increase clarity? And how do I somehow, right, somehow pretend or somehow act as if I have control? Well, the first thing is first. Okay, if I put a deadline on anything, that's clarity.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: I'm going to get this done by this. I have to do that. Right. That's so clarity. Can't kill myself before that deadline. Right. Or it's like, (laughs) hey, you have to wash those dishes before you slice your throat. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's like clarity. And then control is, okay, what around me can I kind of fix? Yeah. And actually the very first thing they say that when you're very depressed is, Fold your clothes. Yeah, make your bed. Right. That's, oh, I have a sense of control there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is kind of key. That's why you asked me, like, why do I love having, like, a clean area? It's because I feel like I have a sense of control. Totally. I feel so much better when I clean. Right. Yeah. So does cleaning decrease depression? Yes. That is some mental health advice take it no, yeah. no, i mean we're it not, is good we're not doctors we're not doctors we are doctors that yeah, we right, uh, we know
1: everything yeah people are gonna sh- take pictures and send us their incredibly clean apartments yes. psychotically <laughs> clean if you will
0: but yeah it's uh you know i just um having this mental health issue in my life is uh it's been really really fun yeah like really fun yeah um, to, to really, to really pick apart throughout, you know, since what, since I was like 16 trying to figure out, okay, what pills do I take? What exercises? When is my body sleepy? What foods make, uh, cause triggers? Yeah. Like I now know I stay away from certain foods now because I know that it will make my brain kind of mushy Really? It's, it's fun. I mean it's it's it was like maybe like a 6 year 7 year process of having a journal and writing down okay what are the best times to sleep what happens if I don't sleep what what happens when I do this what happens when I do that Yeah it's it's man I I really so much love fun. that I
1: I am I'm totally blown away dude I mean I mean this is fascinating people need to hear this shit like it's dark and it's weird but it's people need to hear it people need to cuz I do think you know, there's some people that would have saw your
0: text and been like... Yeah, what is the text read? Like, hey, I'm struggling right now. I, I'm having suicidal thoughts. It happens once a year. Do not worry. I'm figuring it out. We're still going to do a podcast.
1: And some people would read that and say, I don't know if I want to do a podcast with you. You know? Yeah. I, but I, that's I,
0: fine, I, but I trusted you enough for you to understand.
1: Well, yeah, I mean... I have a, I have people in my life who also I have men I have actually I have like seven people in my life who suffer from bipolar manic depressive oh, disorder. Shit. I have a lot of people in my life, so I'm actually quite familiar with 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 it, um, and. Uh, it, it, it's just, uh, I think, like you said, I think it's important for people to just kind of just listen and let you feel the things you're feeling. Yeah. That's one thing I, I hate. Whenever I'm having, whenever I'm very, very anxious yeah. and I'm saying stupid shit, I really, I don't like when I tell a friend and then they like refer to it later and kind of use it against me yeah, sort of. hurts.
0: You know? Oh, well, like when I had a friend... And I told her and she's like, Oh, you just gotta change your mindset. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Let me have a a brainal transplant right now.
0: Or like, oh Jonathan, uh did you take your pills today? What? I'm having yeah. a good day right now. What
1: the fuck are you saying? Oh yeah, if you That's it, the worst to hear. If you did are, you take
0: your pills today, Jonathan. Especially
1: if you're like rightfully mad about something. Yeah. And you're calling someone out and they're like, He's having an episode. It's like, no, you didn't do yeah. no, I'm feeling good. <laughs> you didn't do the things
0: you're doing you're supposed to do. Every time, like, oh, dude, I kind of feel sad right now. Did you take your pills? Whoa, 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 whoa,
1: that's whoa. Really, that's really frustrating. Yeah. That's really
0: frustrating. But I will say this, and I think this is a very important because I know we're having this conversation where, like, if your friend is opening up, they, you should listen to your friend. Hey, listen, you're not your friend's therapist. Yeah. So if if you yourself can't take it, just be like, hey, I love you so much, but I can't be there for you. In this way. In this way right now or maybe ever but just know that I love you and you as a person that if you're opening up to your friend and your friend says that to you just be like okay I get it I understand because again at the very end of the day like everyone has their own mental bandwidth and they're all dealing through their own little shit and hey you got to respect each other yeah and
1: that's you're asking like the whole thing of like I can only take on what I can take on because I have this huge project that you don't even know about that I deal with every day yeah (laughs) You know, it's called my brain. <laughs>
0: it's called my brain. Yeah. You know,
1: I, I, so it's like you want that, that understanding from people. So they should have that for themselves and for you, you know. Um, but my God, being high is so fucking
0: amazing. Yeah. Is it, having
1: that. Do you like, feel like you're stoned? Do you feel like numb, you're like numb. drunk? Okay. Or, so this
0: is how I feel. You feel like you're on drugs? Okay. So, okay. Well, for example, I don't. I don't smoke weed anymore because it's like lack of control, but okay. For example, here's like three things, right? Yeah. I kind of recently stopped smoking weed too. When I do indica, I feel like there's like liquid inside my head and (laughs) I can feel, I can feel every little crevice that's being followed through with this liquid. So like it spreads like a hand and then it pulls my head backwards. Oh And it's like little drummer boys are like hitting different parts of it as music plays. And my brain like lights up like Simon says. But then I'm like, oh, fuck. All of a sudden I have no control. But this feels so good for like 30 minutes. But being manic high. Dude, okay. It's okay. Have you ever been in a situation where you know the answers to everything? Yeah. Have you ever been on stage and as you're going, every single person is laughing at your joke and you can look at someone and you know. You're in the zone. You're in the zone. You know exactly the right joke that hits them and then you know they're not going to get offended. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's like that but times 10. That's so cool. We're like, I'm just the most charming. I'm the most charming individual ever. I can look at you. And I can be there for you as a person. I know also, exactly what you need to hear. Exactly, and I can see. Well, you are you. really
1: good at that. Like I do feel like you are really, and maybe you're having your highs in that, or maybe you're just even. But, I'm even, yeah. Yeah, but you, I. One thing as a friend is, I feel like you are really poignant on 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 advice, and or like what to say or to to me, or you know, like you're very, and you are really good at. How you say it,
0: you know, it's a, it's a, it's a skill set. It's empathy, yeah. And also, thank my father for abusing me. Yeah. Because without that, I don't think I would have that. Well, you know, Kanye has bipolar disorder,
1: right? Yeah. And see that he upsets me. But one thing I, he may upset you. But one thing I'll say that I do love that he said is that he calls it his superpower.
0: Oh yes. It I, is.
1: I, 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 don't know. I'm the guy who doesn't have who doesn't have that, and so maybe I shouldn't think that that's.
0: I like that he cool. says it's a superpower, but I'm very. I I just, I get a little irked out because what he's doing to the mental health community is saying like, hey, if you have a mental health issue, go not, not go not, sorry, do whatever. Don't take care of it. Don't take care of it. Yeah, do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. Let it just go. You can hurt other people, but it's okay because you have this mental health issue. And I believe in the, not the opposite, but I believe like, hey, you have this mental health issue. It's okay to express it and you should express it, but be wary because you don't want to hurt others in the process of your own, uh, recovery. Right, 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 yeah. Right. And,
1: and, and, and and try to treat it. Right. Just try
0: because untreated, it's going to, what you're saying is going to happen. Right. But I'm, I'm really glad that my father abused me (laughs) and, uh, (laughs) the reason being is because I was his therapist and so... Uh I knew exactly what to say. And if anybody's listening, I think the best way to be an active listener is three things. One, wait for someone to give you kind of a, of a clue of what they really want to talk about. Because people, when you ask them a question, they'll be talking, they'll be talking, and like look at their eyes and their mouth. And as soon as, like for example, you say, Sid, or you look at your wedding ring, or you smile, it's like, okay, I'm going to attack that. And they love that. That's number one, so be very observant. Number two, listen first, and then when you're giving advice, instead of like giving that advice, use a story. So, for example, right? Because, for example, I was talking to this girl. She's talking about how she gets harassed at work, whatever, and instead of me just going like, oh, you should do X, Y, Z, I'd be like, oh, if I had this, uh, long story short, she had this coworker who was going over the boundaries and – texts her after work and says derogatory things. And so I said, when I used to work at this company, there was this coworker named Aaron. And one time I texted her outside of work with iMessage and she didn't respond. The next day though, I go online on Slack and she hits me up there and goes, Hey, I'm ready for you now. Yeah. What's up? Yeah. And it made the girl who was getting harassed understand like, Oh my God, that's a really great way to like set up boundaries and it's not awkward. Uh-huh. For example, you're talking about your grandmother, right? I listen, I heard it. And instead of giving you advice like, Hey, you're uh well, yeah. you're strong. I go, my mother once said, yeah. And then, then I, so then I brought Because there's to, nothing worse right. than getting
1: advice and you're like, I wasn't even asking for advice.
0: Right. But but
1: but you did kind of give me advice, but I wasn't asking for it, but it just felt like you were adding to the conversation. I was
0: adding to the conversation and I was affirming you. It's not in it's like affirming. But you have to be it's like it's like a very balanced situation. Yeah. And it's it's all because of what I've learned from talking with women is because women Many times, often, it's like, please don't fix me. Just listen to yeah, me. Yeah, just listen. And then you wait for clues until they go, hey, what's your advice? Yeah. And then when they do that, what's your advice? Then you bring up it in a way in the stories. Because as humans in our brains, what do we remember the most? We stories. Don't, yeah, we remember stories.
1: Yeah. We really do. Yeah, we recite we stories. We talk about stories. talk about other people's stories. That was early on with Sid. I feel like I, I learned I was a, trying to be a fixer. Yeah. And I remember her being like, I just, I don't want you to fucking fix this. Just listen to what I'm saying. Yeah. And as a guy, I'm like, but I, I gotta fix it. I need to fix it. I'm a man. <laughs> I'm a man. I gotta make the light work, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it's just like, you can kind of fix it if you just fucking shut up and listen. Yeah. You know?
0: But I'm glad, hey, I think that sit is very, 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 very good for you.
1: I think so too. Uh, hopefully.
0: Uh, but even, hey, listen, even even if, I mean, yeah. I'm not saying knock on wood. No,
1: no, I know what you're going to say, yeah. But, you know, who fucking knows? I think, I don't know if we're running out of time here, but I think. Um, we're good. I mean, we haven't talked in two weeks. So yeah. Great. I think. Um, Three weeks, actually. Who? That's the other thing. It's like, there's like a stigma with divorce. It's like, okay, how great. These people realize they're not right for each other. Hey,
0: They got out. Sometimes I think, I I'm so glad my parents got divorced.
1: Yeah. Sometimes it just doesn't, just doesn't. So many times when I talk to kids of parents who divorce a lot, most of the time I find that they're like, yeah, they should not be together. Yeah. And the parent and the kids of of parents who like got divorced and got back together, they're like so fucking fucked up. They're like, why did you guys fucking do this? You're not right for each other. It's sunk cost fallacy. Yeah.
0: But I have a question. Did you get a prenuptial agreement?
1: I mean, I, I don't have anything. So, okay, that's yeah. fine. <laughs> <It's> <laughs>
0: not, she can have whatever I have. I, I, I believe that you should do always like a prenuptial agreement, especially if you have something. But I also believe that if you get a divorce, you never know what type of contribution that person had in your life. And that's why, hey, you got to split
2: it. Yeah. I mean,
0: hey, when guy, people always complain, like, why am I? hey, listen, bro, she could have been your muse. You guys talked about things who knows totally right? totally there's there's that labor that you'd never see that invisible labor totally that's kind of hard to monetize yeah you gotta monetize everything hey guys uh thank you that is the ep that is the fucking episode um if you enjoyed this we're doing some a lot of cool things on this podcast you'll be seeing it on the youtube channel soon and tick tocks are I've been working really hard i'm excited i'm excited and don't forget to subscribe like do all of those good things Noah, you know, you told me that you had a rap for them or a poet poetry for the crew members? Yeah. Yeah, what is it? Go ahead.
1: I'm Jonathan's <laughs> wife, no! and I want <laughs> make chicken pommies.